It is Thursday, May 7th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. And now, a guy whose Facebook status has enlisted his curbside pickup, J.P. Shatrick. Well, uh, welcome in. Jaguars Happy Hour. It is Thursday, May 7th. Hope you're doing well. Thank you for joining us today on 1010XL AM, Jaguars.com, at Jaguars social media channels. From the home side porch slash office slash studio, J.P. Shatterk with you. We've got a full packed show today. Jeff Lagerman, Jaguars analyst, will break down some of the Jaguars draft picks. He's had a chance to catch up on some of the film of these guys. He had already looked at the first round picks in the pre-draft process, but then down the list a little bit will go today. We'll hear from NFL.com columnist and reporter Judy Batista. Longtime reporter for the New York Times covering the National Football League, has been with NFL Media since about 2013. We'll get Judy's take, and she's been very good on social media lately, her take on the league's response to the COVID-19 pandemic, the schedule release tonight, and then the steps moving ahead to, to maybe get league or uh, team facilities around the league back open. We'll hear from Judy coming up. Senior writer John Ozier joins us at about 440 today. And uh, we'll talk Jags football, including the schedule release coming up tonight, 7.30 officially, the release time. And then there's an 8 o'clock television show, uh, release show tonight with a whole boatload of NFL head coaches, including Doug Marone scheduled to join uh, on NFL Network. Uh, Doug Marone will join us on our schedule release show presented by McGowan's Heating and Air Conditioning. That's at 7.30 tonight. So uh, catch the uh, Jaguars head coach reaction to the JAG schedule coming up a little bit later this evening. Our first, uh, well, our, I was going to say our first guest, but our co-host is Jeff Logeman, and he joins us on the phone line now. Logs, are you there? And good afternoon. Hey, JP. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the NFL Network doing a little something different tonight than what they've done in the past. You know, with the schedule release and involving coaches, and I think that's going to be nice. You know, I I don't want to say that uh, the virus has had a positive effect on on some broadcasting ideas, but it, it definitely has made some people think in different directions and also has given, I think, some good ideas uh, to kind of to change it up a little bit, I guess you could say, and make it a little bit more personal and, and cover a little bit more geographic areas and get to more people and talk to more people and find out their thoughts. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it tonight. You know, I found that interesting about the draft coverage too, right, Logs? Because everybody's used to having, you know, 15, 20, 25 people in a draft room at a team facility. No family involved. It's just business. And you have a camera in the corner and that's it. It's not, you can't really, as a, as a regular fan, you can't really relate to that. Well, this year you had, Bill Belichick's dog on the chair in the kitchen, right? I Nike, mean, that, man. That's pretty cool. <laughs> is he is he a wolf? Is <laughs> he a husky? Who knows? But, man, it's a cool-looking dog, and it was just good to see some personality. Yeah. You know, the, the draft, I mean, forever. You know, even the Jaguars. I mean, for for every draft that's ever been existence in existence, JP, you know the drill. Uh, we'd go in there, and we would get ready to do a, a radio show, and there would be security guards posted at certain places around the building. Oh, no, 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 no. You can't go past this point. You know, only authorized personnel only. Like it was protecting Fort Knox. Yeah. 
you know, and then this year rolls around and everybody is forced to do things differently. And here we get a look at, at families and kids getting involved and helping dad out or, you know, helping coach out, whatever you want to call them. And it just it provided a different perspective, I think, that really needed to be seen by NFL fans. And it really kind of put a little bit of personality into a lot of people that really don't have any from what the public has seen. So, so you know, I mean, let I me mean, face it. I mean, Bill Belichick, did, did you ever think that he would have a dog and sitting in his chair and, you know, a, like, would like I, I never thought Bill Belichick would like anything other than football. <laughs> so, it was yeah. good, man. It yeah, was good. Sure was. And, 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 and here's the other thing. The, the NFL and coaches and personnel people take it way too serious, you know, as far as, oh, I've got to grind. I've got to put the hours in. I can't have the distraction of my kids and my family. It was good, man. It was good. It was good to see that. And I think it was good to enlighten a lot of people in the national football league that look, let's, let's just take a step back and realize what's the most important thing in life and uh, put everything in perspective a little bit. Jeff Logwin with us. Jaguars analyst It's Jaguars happy hour on this Thursday, May 7th logs. Let's get into the spoils of the NFL draft for the Jaguars. And we'll start in the first round. CJ Henderson, ninth overall, Caleb on the defensive end and linebacker, 20th overall from LSU. I know you had watched these guys leading up to the draft, but now mm-hmm. that they're wearing teal and black, what did you make of the selections? And uh, what did what did you what have you seen on film? Let's start with Henderson. What kind of player is he? I think he's got I think he's got pretty good mechanics. I think he has really good speed. Um, the one thing that I would like to have seen was making more plays on the ball. You know, because I, I didn't watch his junior year. So I can't sit back and go, oh, he had he had uh, interceptions the year before that. I didn't see any, you know, last year. So, uh, but there's one thing I think that you don't question that he's athletic and he can run. And when you start talking about the requirements to play corner in the National Football League, you better be able to run and you, you better be able to, to be fluid and athletic. And I think he fits those bills. And and I think he definitely needs to take some steps forward. I mean, we're not talking about Jalen Ramsey walking in the door here or Deion Sanders. I don't want anybody to make any mistake and think that this guy is just going to walk in the door and C.J. Henderson is going to be a lockdown corner and he's going to take the best wide receiver week in and week out. And the best wide receiver is not going to do anything. I don't think that's where he's at. I think he's got to have – he's got uh, some developing to do. And I think he certainly got uh, all of the the prerequisites to be able to fill that role eventually because he's got the height, he's got the weight, he's got the speed, he's got the athleticism, but he's just got to develop. And and I think that uh, that he's got a chance to because all the reports are is that uh, this young man uh, has a lot of the the intangibles, the the non physical traits to be able to allow himself to develop. Logs, I was going to say that. that- he may not be at that point now where he's a pro bowl level or all pro type player, but as a top 10 draft pick at some point, he better be, or it's not a great pick, right? Sure. Sure. I mean, look, it's, it's the same thing. The same thing you could probably say about Leonard Fournette. Yeah. Yeah. Is his production good? Yeah, it's good. Is it, uh, is it great? No, it's not great. I mean, look, the, the Jaguars had him on the trading block around the draft. And uh, when you're a, a top 10 pick running back, you know, you're expected to be, you know, the bomb. 
I mean, the, the player that's not meant to be traded that's before right. the first contract runs out. Because, you know, look, uh, the reality is that we're, when you have a, a top 10 talent on a rookie contract, if he's really good, he's very inexpensive. So, yeah, I mean, when you are picking in the top 10, man, your top 10 picks need to be elite players. Not just good players, but they need to be elite players. And if not, if not elite, they need to be foundational players building blocks for the future. And that's uh, certainly part of the bigger issue for the Jaguars organization over the last decade to uh, 12 years. Not enough of those guys have been have lived up to that potential or stuck around long enough to live up to that potential. Jeff Logman with us, Jaguars analyst, Jaguars happy hour. Caleb on Chase on is an interesting guy to me, Logs, because you know he can do a bunch of different things, it feels like. But then you ask uh, some of the SEC head coaches we talked to after the fact, and the, the main thing they were worried about with him was just the pass rush, not much of anything else. They had to make sure they, they got him stopped in the pass rush game. Yeah, he's a good pass rusher, and, and I think the one thing uh, that separates him from a lot of you know linebacker-type pass rushers, because that's kind of what I would classify him, is he's got a little bit more size. He's got a little more stoutness and you know, everything kind of has to be taken with a grain of salt with Kay Levon is that because he is coming back from a, a significant knee injury uh, last year. So uh, his numbers were okay. He's got the athleticism. He's got hips. He's got speed. He's got a really nice way to bend around the edge. Um, it's not, he doesn't quite have the bend that Josh Allen has. Uh, doesn't quite have the hips that Ngakwe has as far as bending the corner, but he's got a little bit of a fierce mentality to him that I really like. The one thing that I think that is not good is that sometimes you go, okay, where is he? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I'm not saying he's a disappearing act, but the consistency of performance, you know, whether it's against, uh, this guy on, on five plays, where were you for five plays? Because there were certain games that he didn't make a lot of impactful type plays. So I think the consistency is something that, that he definitely needs to work on. Uh, but he is, I think, uh, one of those guys that goes into the mold of, of Josh Allen and also Ngakwe in that, look, if this football team, Jaguars defensive coordinator Todd Walsh wants to dial up 3-4, hey, he can play 3-4. If he wants to dial up 4-3, he can put his hand in the ground and, and play 4-3, or he can move on over to Sam, just like any of the other two guys can do that. So I think he gives them great flexibility, uh, and, and he plays hard. That's one thing I like about him is that he plays hard, but I don't think the consistency of performance is quite there, yeah. and it's something that he can work on too. So you know, and, and none of these top picks, and people have the expectation, oh, you know, if you're drafting somebody in the first round, they need to be consistent, they need to – to not fade away in one game. I mean, look, everybody's got a little bit of a knock. Uh, and I love Chase on and I think he's got a great motor, and I think he's going to be a good football player for this team for, for many years to come. Jeff Logman with us. We've got a few minutes left with you here, Logs. So let's get through some of these other higher-round picks that we haven't had really much of a chance to discuss. Yeah. And I know you've watched since the draft, and I think since we've talked about them. And let's start with the Colorado wide receiver, LaVisca Chenault. You know, we talked to Mel Tucker the other day, Logs, and he's yeah, head, Mel, yeah, yeah. head coach of Michigan State. Now he was at Colorado last year, and they used him all kind of different ways. Left receiver, right receiver, slot, at tight end, lined him up in the backfield, gave him the wildcat option sometimes. I mean, they, they used him all.
playmaker, athlete, is he at wide receiver, and then does that translate to that all that different kind of stuff in the NFL? Well, I, I think uh, he his skill set is that he's physical, he's big, he's not like a typical wide receiver now. I mean, this is a this is a imagine Leonard Fournette lining up at wide receiver. Okay, <laughs> I mean that, that, that's that's how big he is. He's six one, two twenty seven. That's right. I mean, think about that. I mean, that that's a big wide receiver in the National Football League, and he plays the game like it, and that's what I like. He he's willing to bang. He's willing to finish plays. He's physical. He breaks tackles. Is he going to run away from people uh, like Tyreek Hill? No. Is he going to get the sideline amped up because he just trucked two two guys and and stiff armed another one to gain an extra ten yards? Oh yeah, that that's him all day long. So a physical presence. And I think he'll be a somewhat of a security blanket for the quarterback eventually, uh, just because he's dependable. He makes a lot of tough catches and the quarterback's going to learn to trust a guy like that. We'll see if he can block too. If he's that physical in the passing game, maybe he can throw a block or two in the run game too. Yeah. Look, if you're six, one and two twenty seven, if you can't block, you don't deserve to be on an NFL field, right? That wide receiver. Right. <laughs> Jeff Logman with us. Devon Hamilton, nose tackle. Ohio State, and and that's a, a line in, in Columbus the last few years where a guy like Hamilton can get overshadowed with all the superstars on the outside that have gone to the NFL from that line. Devon Hamilton's a run-stopping nose tackle, right? Yeah, and uh, I'd like to see a little bit more knee bend out of him, but what really impressed me was his tape at the uh, Senior Bowl. And I thought he, with the you know, with the elevated competition, because I mean, look, when you go to an all-star game like that, you know, you're talking about competing against some of the guys that are getting drafted right around you. And I thought his level of play really rose watching that uh, the practice tape and also the game tape from from the Senior Bowl. So that was impressive. He's got a lot of upper body strength. He can shuck blocks and throw them aside, and make plays. Uh, wish he had just a little bit more knee bend to him. Uh, but big, strong, powerful man that, uh, that's going to be able to stuff up the middle. I don't know how much pass rush he's going to give you. <laughs> I don't know if that's his strength. I mean, it's, it's okay at times, but uh, uh, this is a run-stopping. Uh, we need to get the third down pick right here. Quick thought on Shaq Quarterman, local guy, Oak Leaf High School, went to Miami. Uh, love his personality. Good. Love his personality. Logs, how's he on the field? Stud. I mean, you talk about great instincts, uh, nose for the football. He's a little bit like pause and that look, his step is already, he's already taken a step in the direction that he needs to go almost ahead of the running back at times where he's making a tackle and uh, finds his way through traffic really good. I think the Jaguars and fans are going to really like this young man because he plays hard. He's physical. He's got excellent instincts. Uh, maybe the one limitation that he might have and that, it might be as a space player a little bit, but uh, he'll give you great effort every time. And, and I think that uh, he's got a real chance of being a, a future starting Mike. And uh, because that's what he is. I mean, if you wanted to like take him back to the 1980s, okay. to where football was about running the ball, linebackers were 240 and 250 pound, the Matt Millen types. Yeah. Man, this, this, this young man would fit right in that. He's about 30 years, uh, maybe past that type of game. We'll see. I mean, he could be uh no, he still can play. Yeah, I mean, he sure. can still play the game. I mean, sure. this would be, I mean, that's it really would be ideal strength. back then. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's really his strength. I mean, he runs well. He's got great instincts, and he's physical. Man, like a, a guard comes up to block him, 
he doesn't just sit there and go, oh, here comes the guard. He's, he's turning and attacking the guard to make himself at the strengthened position to where then he can get off of the block in a faster, in a faster way. So that's the one thing I really like about him. He is, a, he is an attacking player from the snap to the end. Love those kind of guys. Uh, Jeff Lagerman was one of those kind of guys, too, Jaguars analyst. Now our time is up, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, JP. Have a great rest of the show, and uh, go Jaguars. Hey, there he is, Jeff Lagerman, Jaguars analyst. Uh, we're back in a moment. Judy Batista joins us, NFL.com reporter, NFL columnist, a long time with the New York Times covering the National Football League. We'll get her thoughts on the league perspective to everything going on. Remember to do your part, Duval. Practice social distancing. Wash your hands often. Maintain daily exercise habits at home. And stay connected with friends, family, and Jags fans, even though things are beginning to open a little bit. For local information regarding the coronavirus pandemic, follow on Twitter, at JacksReady and at HealthyFLA. Use the hashtag stay home, stay strong. Judy Batista, after this, it's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Geico presents, oh boy, another voicemail from your roommate. Hey, I got some bad news. Someone broke into our apartment and they took your TV and your computer. But what's most upsetting is they took my water bottle. Oh, wait, there it is. I was really worried for a second. Oh, they took your stereo, too. The Geico Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected. Like if your roommate is only worried about her $2 aluminum water bottle. Visit Geico.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on Ratter's insurance. Jags fans. Fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa debit card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash card. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Committed to the team, committed to the mission. At Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission. We're nonprofit. So we pass the savings along to our members. Because at Navy Mutual, our highest commitment is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, ensuring those who serve. At ViStar, we believe in better, better convenience, so members can bank any way they want, whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Everyone is trying to do their part, especially now. And your Ford dealer is built to lend a hand. If your vehicle needs service, just call. Ford service centers are essential to your community and are still open. 
Find out about pickup and delivery options from participating Ford dealers. Plus, they've implemented enhanced cleaning measures for added peace of mind. After all, you have a lot to take care of. Let us do our part and help take care of you. Jacksonville International Airport is going beyond daily to serve those travelers with a need to fly during the COVID-19 pandemic. They're temporarily lowering the cost of on-airport parking. Passengers can now park in the hourly and daily garages for only $10 a day, while parking in the daily surface lot is down to $7. They look forward to a time when our community begins flying again. And please remember, once the air is clear, they are here. To learn more about how Jacksonville International Airport is handling coronavirus, visit flyjacks.com. No radio? No problem. Take 1010XL with you anywhere you go. Download the 1010XL app free for Apple and Android users. Welcome back. Jaguars Happy Hour rolls along. A reminder, all dailies and dailies dash locations are open and operating under normal hours. Pick up a fresh made-to-order sub or sandwich from dailies dash today. And as Tony Vaselli says, get the dash sauce. Welcome back. J.P. Shadrick, our thanks to Jeff Lagerman, Jaguars analyst, for joining us, talking, uh, breaking down some of the film of the draft picks, the early draft picks for the Jacksonville Jaguars. We hear from Logs each and every week. Let's go to the phone lines now. Welcome in our next guest from NFL Network, NFL.com columnist Judy Batista with us. Judy, it's great to speak with you again. How are you? It's great to talk to you. I'm well. How are you? Oh, we're, we're hanging in there here in Jacksonville. Where, where are you? Are you in New York? What's going I on? am in New York. Yes, that's where I live. Okay. So what's the situation, the daily setup for you? Where can you go? What can you do? How's life? Uh, life is fine. Thankfully, we're all healthy. Um, we don't really go much anywhere <laughs> uh, right now. Um, but, you know, we're working at home, and our daughter does school from home, so we're rolling along. Um, we're doing okay. It's uh, it's interesting how some parts of the country are starting to change. We're opening up a little bit more down here now, and I think yeah. that's going to be a big part of how the league's response to this thing goes, Judy. it's They want that competitive balance, so I guess the question – we'll get to the schedule and all that coming up, but – the, the next trick after the schedule is at what point do league facilities all open and competitive balance is really the, the main, the central focus of the league. I think when it comes to that. Yeah, that is certainly their top priority now is figuring out how to get the facilities open. Yesterday they sent a memo, Roger Goodell sent a memo to the teams outlining um, the protocol that they want in place by May 15th, which is not really that far away, right? Next week. Um, uh, and they have to have that in place before they can even get to the point where they can open the facilities. Um, and that is going to be dependent on, you know, local rules. Um, they they want to have competitive equity. So they, they initially approached this as saying, you know, one nobody can go back unless all can go back, unless all 32 can go back. But And that's still their philosophy, but, you know, you wonder when they get to May 15th and then there's a there's an owner's meeting, which is now going to be in a conference call, um, May 19th, where they're going to discuss opening the facilities. It, you know, obviously, the stay-at-home orders, as you just said, they're all over the place, you know, across the country, right? I mean, some places are almost completely open. Some are still virtually shut down. Some are somewhere in the middle. So if they're intent on getting the facilities open as soon as possible, you wonder if the owners are going to have to get comfortable with the idea that, you know, some might be open and some 
might not be open and how would that go over? We're, we're sort of seeing that, you know, the NBA is yeah. trying to open their facilities this week. Um, and it's not necessarily going to be all of them, obviously. And, and that's sort of interesting that they're doing it. And, you know, for instance, the Dallas Mavericks said they're not going to open their facility yet because they just don't know if it's safe to do it yet. So it's going to be interesting to see how the NFL approaches that, you know, in the next week to 10 days, you know, assuming that, you know, everything is not wide open all over the country by then. Judy Batista with us, NFL Network, longtime reporter for the New York Times covering the National Football League. The league schedule comes out tonight, and it feels like it's um, just the normal routine, 16 games, 17-week schedule, and then I think they'll figure out any changes down the line. But uh, the idea, at least in my opinion, is just to put it out and then yes. go from there. Yes, um, that's exactly right. Their their philosophy throughout the offseason, and you know, it's worked so far, is to just Stay on schedule and do league business as as much as you can normally. Now, obviously, they had to make adjustments with the draft, doing it virtually, and they're having the virtual off-season program now. But but they've managed to get business done, um, and so they're just sort of going. They just keep going down the calendar and and doing the next thing. And so this is the time when you would release the schedule. They you know they intend to play a regular season, sixteen games in seventeen weeks, and the Super Bowl February seventh in Tampa. Um, you know, kicking off September 10th. That's the intention. Now it's May. Um, it's you know four months away. Uh, they will be prepared to make adjustments if if they have to, as if, you know, as things go along. Um, but their intention certainly is to play a full schedule. Is there any idea of a timeline of when they would start paring it down or changing it, uh, or is it too soon to say? I think it's way too soon. You know, in, in another memo that the commissioner sent to the team saying, like, nobody has any idea what's going to happen over the next four months. I mean, let's face it, four months ago, none of us could have imagined where we are right now, right? So, um, I mean, who knows what things are going to look like in four months, for better or worse. So uh, they've got, look, they, of all the leagues, have the luxury of some time, right? I mean, the NBA and the NHL are trying to get back to have a postseason, Major League Baseball is just trying to start the season. So, I mean, the NFL, you know, the calendar is working in their favor a little bit. They at least have some time to see how things play out and to see how the other leagues do it. Uh, I was told, you know, to keep an eye on Major League Baseball because if they can get their season started, you know, now the reports are, it looks like maybe they would try to start the season July 1st, go back to sort of a second spring training a few weeks before that in June. Um, And if, if they can do that, if they can play games safely, even if there are no fans in the stands, like that would be a really good sign, you know, for football season. Judy Batista with us at Judy Batista on Twitter and a fantastic reporter, NFL Network and NFL.com. You know, the fans in the stands thing, you just mentioned it, even if there are games with no fans in the stands, certainly for a franchise like the Jacksonville Jaguars, that is a huge piece of the local revenue puzzle every year. Um, and everybody yeah. gets a slice of the TV revenue. I get that. But, hey, at some point, there's got to be revenue coming in somehow. How do teams and, and teams of this level in the NFL uh, survive that? Well, I, I don't think there's any dancing around the fact that teams are going to take a hit this year. I mean, it's just, you know, then you have to hope it's just a one-year thing. It's an aberration, um, and, and it never happens again. But I, I don't think there's any question that, you know, teams are probably going to suffer to some degree. 
on the ticket sale thing. Um, but everybody's because, suffering, you know, you so can, that makes sense. Every, everybody. Everybody right. across the board. Now, don't forget, and I mean, as you well know, like most of the revenue in the NFL is generated by the television contracts, which yeah. is why playing you know, a regular season, a full season, is so important to them because that's where the bulk of the money comes from. Um, you know, uh, look, the thing about fans is, I mean, this is some, this is, I think, the, where owners are going to have to grapple with the idea of are they comfortable having different situations for different teams across the country? Because you could certainly see scenarios where, you know, some communities would be okay with having large gatherings of fans and some communities in other parts of the country won't want any fans at all. Like you could certainly imagine that that happens. And, you know, we're, well, what will they do then? I think they will probably, you know, play games without fans if that's what they have to do. Certainly they would prefer to have fans there. But, um, you know, I, I, that I think is going to be uh, something that, you know, teams might have to get used to. It's going to be a weird year for home field advantage, I think, <laughs> a very strange year. Because even if fans, even if we get to a point in the country where gatherings of fans are okay and everybody's comfortable, um, first of all, I think you have to wonder are fans going to be comfortable? True. I think at the very least, the league and teams are probably going to encourage fans who, you know, have compromised immune systems who are in high risk groups, um, probably to not attend games in person this year. I think we're probably going to hear that from the league. Um, but, but also, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a real, you know, home field advantage is a real thing. You know, when you talk to players, it, it's a real thing. And so, you know, you may lose that this year. Judy Batista with us. Last couple of minutes with you here, Judy. I appreciate your time today. Thank you for coming on with us. Uh, looking, looking back to the NFL draft, this is certainly uh, it's, it's the most unique draft I've been around. I've only been around it yeah. nine years. <laughs> I don't think anybody's seen anything like we saw on television the other week. Uh, you had a little inside access to the top, right? Um, how did yeah. it, how did they perceive the draft? How did how did it go from the upper management of the NFL perspective and what can they take away from this draft that maybe they use in future drafts down the line? I think they were delighted with it. Um, I, I mean, I think first of all, probably from their point of view, it went off without a technical hitch and sure. that was the most important thing, right? Teams did not have any problems getting their draft picks in and there were no delays and they were able to make trades that, you know, so from the business point of view, that was the most important part of it. And that went off without a hitch. And then the whole, you know, the way it was, it was so personal and intimate. And we saw coaches in their offices and, you know, GM with their dogs in their office. And, you know, the kids were around. And it was this sort of great scene, this great sort of behind-the-curtain look that we rarely get. Um, and, and people really seemed to be attracted to it. And, of course, the ratings were off the charts, right, because yes. people are desperate to watch sports. And here it was. So they loved it. And I think they would love to keep some elements of it, particularly Roger Goodell mentioned to me when I talked to him after that first night, he loved being able to FaceTime with so many of the players, right? The players were at their homes. They weren't in a green room, you know, and he FaceTimed with like all of those guys that night, which he doesn't usually get, have the time to do that when you're on a stage and introducing people and getting off the stage. So I think they will try to keep that where they'll send out those, you know, iPhones to a whole bunch of the guys who are going to be drafted so that he can interact with them or whoever can interact with more of the kids during the draft, more of the kids, you know, the college players during the draft. Um, I think we're going to see that. Unfortunately, you know, coaches and GMs are probably not going to allow us into their, you know, 
spare bedroom to watch the draft ever again. They'll want to be back in their war room, so we'll lose that part of it. But um, I thought this year was great. I, this was by far my favorite draft. I think mine, too. More dogs. We want more dogs. Judy. More dogs. As many dogs as possible. All of the dogs. <laughs> uh, Judy, great stuff. Great to catch up with you. Glad everybody's safe in New York, and let's stay that way. How about it? Yes. Absolutely. Likewise. Thanks. Great to talk to you. You too. Always at Judy Batista on Twitter, NFL network reporter, NFL.com columnist, and uh, a great conversation always with the great uh, Judy Batista. We're back in a moment. The great John Osier is right around the corner. Hey, Jags fans, though, this year we've made uh, becoming a season ticket member easier than ever. If you're concerned with your financial situation may change the Jag uh, may change. The Jaguars are offering full refunds up to the start of the season and you can defer up to 40% of your 2020 costs into next year with the two-year agreements or take advantage of interest-free seven-month payment plans, all designed to get you and your family back to football at the bank. Get all the details at jaguars.com or call 904-633-2000. Senior writer John Osier, right around the corner. This is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. There's a chance your local Geico agent has the same affinity for dad jokes as you. What do you call a fake noodle? I don't know. Maybe an impasta. Oh, so cheesy. Ah, did it great on you. Yeah, you really shredded me. <laughs> but there's a better chance your local Geico agent could help you out with auto, homeowners, renters, or condo insurance. Motorcycle, boat, or RV insurance, too. They'll work hard to provide sound advice and significant savings. You don't need to share a love for paternal puns to do that. Local Geico agents. Call or visit yours today. Everyone is trying to do their part, especially now. And your Ford dealer is built to lend a hand. If your vehicle needs service, just call. Ford service centers are essential to your community and are still open. Find out about pickup and delivery options from participating Ford dealers. Plus, they've implemented enhanced cleaning measures for added peace of mind. After all, you have a lot to take care of. Let us do our part and help take care of you. Whether you're driving to a Jaguars game or on the way to work, when you see flashing lights, please move over. If you can't move over a lane, slow down 20 miles per hour below the speed limit. You can protect those who help you on the road. From law enforcement and other first responders to utility and tow truck drivers, they all need you to be at the top of your game while you're driving. See lights? Please move over. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles and the Florida Highway Patrol. Jags fans, TIAA Bank is ready to be your home team for home lending. Whether you're looking to buy a new home or refinance your current one, we have the nationwide expertise in competitive rates, along with a wide range of mortgage solutions to help you achieve your home lending goals. Team up with a TIAA Bank mortgage expert today. Visit TIAABank.com slash lending team. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA FSB, Equal Housing Lender, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 35 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the mid-100s, and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice. Equal housing opportunity. Hey, Jax fans, you know green chili makes everything taste better. And our friends at 505 Southwestern make the good stuff. Flame roasted, premium quality. It's the famous Hatch Valley green chili in glass jars, not in tin cans. Try this idea. Mix some 505 green chili into your favorite salsa and add some kick. Or use 505 as a guacamole starter. You'll love 505 Southwestern. White on rice, a dog on a bone. Hayes Carline on the Jaguars. No one covers your favorite team better than 1010XL's Hayes Carline. We're back. Jaguars happy hour rolls along on this Thursday, May 7th. J.P. Shadrick, our thanks to Jeff Lagerman, Jaguars analyst. John Osher coming up in a moment. Our thanks to Judy Batista. NFL Network reporter, NFL.com columnist for joining us uh, as well. Always a good visit with Judy. Uh, Florida Farm Congre and Penn continues to offer picnicking and dining on their patio and grounds in a limited capacity. Visit congreeandpen.com and book your pass for farm access and plan your visit today. John Osier, Jaguars.com senior writer, joins us now. Speaking of um, after the farm read, um, John, how are you? Good, good. <laughs> I got bumped for uh, Judy and Jeff, huh? That's the way it works. Sorry. All right, that's sorry, fair. Sorry about that's it. Uh, Judy wins. I'd rather hear her, too. She's good. Yeah, she's she's good. really good and has great access, uh, has been around for uh, covering the league for a long time now. And some good insight there from Judy about the league's perspective on this whole covid matter and and how they're just going about these landmarks these these uh marks in the off season and just hitting them as much as they can until they can anymore and that's kind of the feel i think for the nfl yeah i i answered an ozone question to that i'm sure not with as much detail as that uh, judy can provide but you know why not release the schedule why not continue along the lines as if everything's going to be as a schedule. And then you can come off of that if you need a contingency plan. But at some point, if you're, if you're going to have a plan and you're going to have plan A and plan B and plan C, well, if you're going to have plan A, I mean, if you're going to have plan B, you got to plan A first. That's right. So you may as well get your game plan going and then you can uh, figure out what you need to do if that game plan doesn't happen. So, yeah, I mean, I will find out plan A tonight. John, uh, I think last week we mentioned the idea of Andy Dalton coming to the Jaguars. Well, he's somewhere else now. What do the Jaguars do at the quarterback position behind Minshew now, or is it status quo for the moment? Well, you know, it, it feels like status quo, and if it's not status quo, then it's going to be uh, status, something that doesn't excite the fans or observers, because there's really, you know, I don't know right now, uh, Matt Moore, somebody out there, they're not going to trade. 
they're not going to. I I can't imagine they're going to go the Cam Newton route just because of money and that whole uh, thing doesn't seem to be what they're going to do. So I I get I get emails about this all the time. Are they going to upgrade from Josh Dobbs? And you know the question is, what do you want at this point? There's really I don't know that anything. There may be somebody out there better than that, but it's certainly not going to be a big name. It's certainly not going to be somebody that uh, would be perceived as real competition for Gardner Minshew. So uh, I still sort of think that they will have somebody who's taken snaps in the NFL before. Uh, But the more time goes on, the more you think perhaps not. I can hear Jeff Lagerman now. I didn't ask him this, but he would probably say, well, the Jags could have kept Brandon Allen. Oh, and they could have kept him around. <laughs> oh, is that the route he would take? No, no, no. He, that... He's taken that before over the last couple of years. It's someone. Oh, well, well I, yeah. I haven't heard that one. It, yeah. That's uh, <laughs> I guess that's a take. That was, a, that was the running line a few years ago. It, it's uh, yeah, yeah, it's, flashed uh, in my mind. Yeah, I I don't know that that would be an upgrade. <laughs> That's right. John Osher <laughs> with us, Jaguars.com, uh, senior writer, joining us here on the program. Uh, John, you have a new podcast out, and in the uh, first version of that, you caught up with Dave Caldwell. But you, did you talk a little more than football? What's the idea of this podcast, and, and well, how was the visit with Dave? As we move forward, I expect it is is a little bit uh, football 101 or, or uh, behind the scenes, but as we move forward with more guests, I anticipate a lot of it being off the field, particularly as we start talking to Jaguars players and coaches um, who are talking to the media a lot about their topics anyway, I would anticipate going really deep on off the field stuff. Um, at some point with Dave, I would like to have him back on and talk more about how his career got started, et cetera. Um, when we talked to Dave, it was, I think, four or five days after the draft. So most of that uh, 20, 25 minutes we spent with him was about asking questions about the draft, about the off season. We just kind of thought that with so much interest in that right now, uh, that that was the main thrust of that. And I thought he was really good on a lot of things, particularly – the approach that they're taking in the off season and, and the whole tank for Trevor thing. We may have talked about this last week, oh, but yeah. Yeah. I asked him about the whole tank for Trevor thing. And you know, you know, the idea that cause it's out there, they read social media, they know what fans are saying. And we kind of laughed. And I said, it's sort of doubly absurd, right? He goes, well, it's absurd anyway, but especially with the editing, Shad Khan does not want decisions being made based on some future thing that might happen, that there's no guarantee, and he wants to win. So I get that fans are going to hear that and ignore it and continue with, well, they must be doing this, they must be trying for this. You know, you talk to as many people as I do, JP. Tank is not what this team's doing. They believe they're going to be better. They believe they've made improvements, et cetera, et cetera. So I thought he was very candid on that. We've got some good response on it. Um, but I certainly, as you said at the top, I look forward as we go on with this to talking to a lot of people about some stuff maybe they haven't heard before, maybe they're not thinking about. 
Next week's guest is Michael Silver uh, from NFL Network. Yeah. The hook on that was that he talked to Caldwell during the draft. He was basically inside the war room. We got in a little bit of that, but I kind of, uh, you know, I talked to him more about his career. He's been an NFL guy for 25 years, and he told some fascinating stories about some of the stories he's reported on. I think it'll be interesting to fans who maybe like to hear how some of these stories get broken, how some of these guys who are on a national level approach their jobs. And, of course, Michael always talk, also talked about being the king of the block on Twitter. <laughs> Nobody except maybe Pete Prisco blocks quite like Silver. So it's fun, and uh, for the most part, I hope to have fun with uh, people that maybe don't show that side all the time. You know, and you'll uh, we'll look forward to that conversation because if you followed the 49ers in the 1990s, Mike Silver was he right was the there. Guy. He was right there amongst all that stuff. And he has stories for days, I'm sure, about that whole crew. Yeah, and the feeling, and especially with Michael, as we, as we hung up, or hung up, whatever you do on video conference, uh, <laughs> hit leave meeting, yeah. was I could have kept talking to him for three hours. And I think hardcore football fans, I think, will feel the same way after listening to Michael talk about some of his experiences. And I think that's sort of the goal of it is let's have a conversation that leaves people, man, I wish that was going on longer. Haven't really heard that before. So we'll see how it goes. John, the schedule's coming out tonight. 7.30 is the official. I don't know if you heard about this. You know what I want to see, JP? What? I want to see a few more tweets with little kids being excited about something and have an NFL team tie that into being excited about the uh, schedule coming out. (laughs) That's what I need. I I haven't gotten enough of those. It's like Christmas morning, John. (laughs) Talking about. Oh, it's unbelievable. It's fantastic. <laughs> but I guess the question is, I was going to come out at 7.30 tonight officially by the team. We'll have a show uh, coming up. Doug Marone scheduled to join us to uh, break down the schedule and everything with us. And then at 8 o'clock, the NFL Network show takes over. They have a full roster pretty much of, of a who's who of NFL head coaches at 8 o'clock this evening. But what, what do you uh, – I know this is – a. I don't really know how to phrase this question with you because I know there's a smart aleck answer coming. Uh, what, what, I know, shocking. What do you look for when the schedule is released? Well, after, after years of doing this, I don't really look for very much in terms of it being a key to how the season's going to go. Um, I guess I sort of look for, okay, is the schedule tough out of the gate? Does it seem tougher late in the season? Where's the bye week? I. It's all about me, as uh, Pete Prisco likes to say. What's good for me is good for me. Uh-huh. So um, I mainly look at the time games are starting to see when the bye is. See if there's any three game road trips. I like one o'clock games, so I always hope for a lot of those. Uh, fans like prime time games because they don't have to work until five in the morning after them. So. Um, those are the things I look for, but mainly as a fan or somebody covering the team, figuring stuff out, you look for when division games are. Uh, if there's a bunch of division games early, then you, then you better come out of the gate quick. If there's not, then maybe you can make up some ground that you lost early. So coaches typically look for the bye, and uh, they look for difficult road trips to maybe go back-to-back, that sort of thing. 
Well, unfortunately, John, you've been a happy guy when the schedules come out the last few years because there's been a lot of one o'clock games. That's the way this franchise you know, has had it. There weren't as many last four o'clock games are just as bad for <laughs> somebody who's writing about it because it gets you into no man's land. I mean, nobody cares about that, but uh, one o'clock games give me sixteen of them always, and I'd be happy. Except for the fact that means they're not very good, so that's not what you want. I will say the last Monday night football game for the Jags was 2011. That was before I worked here. And then they haven't had a Sunday night football game since I've been here either. So, and that's team performance based, you know? Um, oh, without question. They had two in 2011. That was my first year back. I think they played the Ravens and then the Chargers yeah. on Monday night that year. And uh, you got to earn them. And people might say, well, they didn't get them in 2018 either. Well, they got the one the Sunday and then they got flexed. But you, you've got to earn it with either some rock stars that people want to see, usually a quarterback, or with performance, and they haven't done it. All right, Logs, you got the uh, podcast out now. This is John, by the way. This is Ozier, by hey, the way. Hey, hey, what did I call you? Logs. I oh, appreciate it. Oh, gosh. I'm so sorry. Uh, John Ozier. We're built narrowly. I could have called you worse. I could have called you Tony if you want me to do that. Well, yeah, yeah. and, and – I'd have hung up. <laughs> John Ozier with us, Jaguars.com <laughs> senior writer. Uh, your podcast is out now. Uh, when's the silver one coming out? Silver comes out Monday, and cool. uh, the goal is to do them each week uh, and, and run them out on Monday. So that'll be fine. You know him. You love him. At John Ozier on Twitter. Osh, good to talk to you always. All right, JP. Thank you, buddy. See ya. Senior writer, Jaguars.com. And our good friend. Um, yes, and colleague joining us here on the program, even though I called him Locks. Um, mental mistake. We had logs on earlier in the show. Judy Batista with us as well today. Uh, and yeah, that's the that's the big story of the day. The league schedule comes out tonight, seven thirty. We'll have the twenty twenty schedule release show presented by McGowan's Heating and Air Conditioning on Jaguars dot com and Jaguars social media pages. And then at eight o'clock tonight, NFL Network takes over with their coverage, and they've got a who's who of NFL head coaches. Oh, gosh, I counted at least 15 on their press release earlier today, including Doug Marone. We'll have Doug Marone as well on our show at 730. Uh, Bill Belichick's going to speak. That doesn't happen often. So uh, a lot going on tonight. Um, Always a big day in the NFL, and it still is a big day in the NFL, even though everything that's going on, get the schedule out there. Everybody kind of see what's going on. And then, as, as Judy Batista mentioned to us earlier, get it done and then, at some point, if you have to make changes to that, then changes can be made. But go ahead and, and have plan A in, and then plan B and C can follow if needed. And that's the league's perspective, and that's what's going to happen tonight. We're back in a moment. We'll go around the National Football League, hit some of the headlines, including a Baltimore Raven in some trouble. That's coming up in just a moment. That and much more. Jaguars happy hour on the Jaguars digital network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Whether you're driving to a Jaguars game or on the way to work, when you see flashing lights, please move over. 
If you can't move over a lane, slow down 20 miles per hour below the speed limit. You can protect those who help you on the road. From law enforcement and other first responders to utility and tow truck drivers, they all need you to be at the top of your game while you're driving. See lights? Please move over. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles and the Florida Highway Patrol. Jags fans, fill your wallet with one debit card that screams do ball exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa debit card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. At most sandwich places, asking for more of something is just part of the drill. But what if you never had to ask for more? What if more was just a given? At Danes, more is what our sandwiches are built on. More meat. More cheese. More veggies. More quality. More taste. All for a price that's anything but more. Sandwiches from Dash. Made fresh. Dailies. At ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates, saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 35 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the mid-100s, and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity hey jacksonville duncan wants you to know that they have your back through this difficult time by making your experience as easy as possible with on-the-go ordering it takes two simple steps one place your order and pay through the duncan app two pick up your order in store or from the drive-thru for an easy grab-and-go experience duncan is committed to taking care of their guests and being a place of comfort during this difficult time and is here to keep you running America runs on Duncan. This is the Hacker Ryan Green. Join me, former Jaguar Leon Searcy, Joe C., and Matt Hayes every weekday from noon to 1.30 on 1010 XL for Lunch with Leon. Welcome back. Final moments of Jaguar's happy hour on this Thursday, May 7th. Mellow Mushroom Dining Rooms are now open, and they continue to offer carry-out, delivery, or curbside pickup options as well. Visit MellowMushroom.com and get more information there. Such a great place. Avondale location. Easy in, easy out. Great food. And now you can enjoy the great setting as well. The uh, restaurant open, uh, limited capacity, of course, as is the case Everywhere here in the state of Florida right now, but uh, it is a step in the right direction. Let's see. Uh, hopefully, that'll continue as the weeks move along here. 
Of course, tonight, the big news of the National Football League, the schedule release, as we said, 7.30, teams can officially announce their schedules individually. And then uh, we'll have live coverage of that coming up at 7.30 with the 2020 schedule release show presented by McGowan's Heating and Air Conditioning. Uh, myself, Brian Sexton, John Osier, and we'll hear from head coach Doug Marone as well and get his thoughts on uh, the Jags schedule and how it shook out and what to expect and what a head coach looks for in a schedule when it was released. Because let's face it, all of the games, and fans may not agree with this, all of the games are NFL games. They're hard. They're tough. No matter what team you are, it's 16 NFL games on a schedule. That doesn't change. That's difficult no matter the order of those games or where they fall or no matter what any given Sunday, all that stuff. So um, take all that for what it is. It's, it's a tough schedule no matter what. Now, there might be circumstances where the buy lands, maybe that helps you if it's a, you know, I think a lot of teams would love to have that right close to the middle of the season to, you know, get half a season in, get guys rested for the stretch run kind of deal. Uh, that's probably the most, uh, I would guess, is the, uh, the scenario that a lot of teams would like the most. And, and the Jaguars fairly recently have had a lot of those because a lot of those London games have come middle of the season. They've had the bye week right after it normally. That's happened a few different times. No London games this year. That was already announced by the National Football League. So the Jags will have all eight home games here in Jacksonville here in 2020. We'll find out when. And uh, those opponents are already named, but we'll find out when they're being played tonight at 7.30, jaguars.com, at Jaguars on social media. And then 8 o'clock, the NFL Network show with a, a, a huge roster of guests tonight to uh, break it down from around the National Football League. So plenty of coverage coming up this evening. Let's go around the National Football League and hit a couple of key topics. The pass interference review rule is apparently officially dead. The uh, competition committee has said nobody has brought that rule back up, so it will just die an automatic death. There will be nobody to vote on it. So it was one and done. Pass interference review, it didn't change much anyway. You got the feeling that wasn't going to happen no matter the case, even if they voted on it or not. But it just kind of died by itself. It went away after the one-year trial. Of course, it all started in the playoff game with the New Orleans Saints. It, it was pass interference. It felt like it was not called. Uh, the Saints missed the playoffs or missed the uh, next round. They were knocked out of the playoffs. And then the rule change was implemented for a year to try it out. It's uh, now gone. And good riddance because it felt like it just prolonged games a little further sometimes. It wasn't like everybody was reviewing every single PI play, but. Uh, it just didn't feel like the spirit of that rule. So it's gone. Out of here. Earl Thomas is in the news, and it's not for a good reason off the field. Apparently, uh, some months ago, his wife was arrested in, in an altercation where she held a gun to his head uh, after he was allegedly cheating on her. Uh, her and her friends went to confront uh, Thomas and uh, everybody in the room with a gun in hand and apparently a bullet in the chamber, even though she took the clip out and all that. It's a, a scary situation. TMZ had it this morning. It's all over social media today. 
Um, and Earl Thomas been around the league for a long time. Great football player, but um, sad news off the field there. Let's see uh, what comes up in the next uh, few days around that. That'll do it for our show today. The um, Jaguars happy hours in the books. Our thanks to Jeff Lagerman, Jaguars analyst, joining us. Uh, as always, talking some draft picks today. Judy Batista, NFL.com. Uh, columnist there, a reporter for NFL Network, does great work. She's been covering the league for a long, long time. And our thanks to John Osier as well. For everyone involved, this is J.P. Shadrick. We will catch you next week. Enjoy the schedule release tonight, 730. This is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.